0: a fever and the only prescription is more this yo yo is the cigar authority the biggest helicopter leasing event in the western hemisphere since 1997 the authority like kobayashi on everything cigar cigar takes time yeah that's the whole key and out of the cigar industry with your host hey d-man david garofalo
1: who are you Julius
0: Caesar? Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. Mr. Jonathan.
2: I know who I am. I'm a dude. Playing the dude. disguised as another dude.
0: Barry Stump.
2: Oh God! Yeah. oh yeah. oh yeah.
0: And Chuck Morrison. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time to light him up. Screw it, let's let him do it. It's time. It's a win-win for me. For the Cigar Authority. I
2: gotta have one. Ah! It's
0: Light
3: them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, August 20th, 2016, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. Today, high atop Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And I have adorned my turban, dusted off my crystal ball, and looking into the future, into the cigar industry for mergers and acquisitions. We look ahead to 2008 and beyond to see what could very well happen into the cigar industry. The brands, the players, everything...
4: Welcome, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, or podbean.com where you can set it and forget it. And we got Derek pitch hitting in.
5: Yes, sir. So, gentlemen,
4: Morris, Chuck Morrison. Welcome back, Derek. Thank you, my
3: friend. All right. You have a uh, cigar to start the day off. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm digging this, um, this hat. I think I'm going to go with it regularly, like outside. It's the most th- ridiculous thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life.
6: So you had the great Karnak. Yes. What are you? I am the great Garofalo. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. If
3: I go to an airport... Have you ever been hitting the balls with a crystal ball? (laughs) No, not. (laughs) Not yet.
4: (laughs) It hurts. It's it's sitting
3: there and it's asking for trouble. Yeah,
4: keep wearing that hat. We got the crystal ball. It's heavy. Usually when I see someone wearing a hat like that on the street, I just can't resist. I want to pull their underwear up over their head, take their lunch money. So those listening uh,
3: on the podcast are not actually looking at this mess... Uh, I have a turban on, we have a crystal ball in front of us, and we have a TV that's always behind us. We, we kind of zoomed in this week. If you're watching, uh, we zoomed in because we had a little slideshow thing as, as we uh, talk about what is happening or what we think is going to happen in the cigar world. We kind of map it
4: out. This is a show that you want to listen to first and kind of catch what you can catch, and then you want to go back and watch it and follow along with the slideshow. But I would say it's it's kind of a geeky
3: show because you got to know the the players and who we're talking about. We'll try to get a little into, into it
4: and explain to you who it is. But I, th- I think it's more like a soap opera where you don't have to have watched the last 25 years of As the World Turns. You can jump right in and yeah. kind of get it All right. right off the bat. We're
3: going to see how it is, but first thing I want to do is light up. Barry, what are we smoking today?
6: We are smoking the Padron Anniversario, which is a... Uh, Bellicoso TAA. It's limited to members of the Tobacco Association, such as Two Guys Smoke Shop, and it was originally released in 2014. And Padron labels this Maduro as a Nicaraguan puro. It measures five by fifty-two, and it retails for fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollar cigar, and this is part of the Cigar Authority Care, care package. package. So this cigar itself almost paid for the whole month. There we I go.
4: I have a question. Nineteen ninety-nine, including shipping, isn't it? Kind of widely understood that Padron uses a Mexican San Andreas It is wrapper. not.
3: It is not at all. This is what you're saying because mm-hmm. they say they use a Mexican wrapper, binder, and filler. That's what they say. Nicaraguan, you mean. Nicaraguan, I'm sorry. <clears throat> and uh, I'm not the one saying it. Other people say it. Other people say it, but you have, re- you have repeated it. Mm-hmm. I've so, repeated it. That is so, why
6: I went with, according to Padron, so, uh, it, they label it as a Nicaraguan. Yeah. Barry, what do you think they use on this? I refuse to be the person that gets in trouble
3: today. How are you going to get in trouble? He would leave that up to me because I plan on getting a lot in trouble today. We did this show last year, a year and a half ago, and uh, we got in a lot of trouble. And for a lot of different reasons. It's like, why would you say such a thing? And I said, I'm making it up. And this is just what I imagined to come true. Some actually people in the industry has used this information for monopolizing what could happen in the cigar industry to to help us against FDA actually regulating us, using this information forward. And other manufacturers said to me, how come nobody acquired me? What's
4: wrong with me? So some of these people I've incorporated in because uh, their feelings were hurt. Feelings were hurt that they didn't get bought out in a fictitious world that you created. And
3: other people were mad because they were bought out in a fictitious world. So we're going to see how it is anyway. But right now, let's give the cigar a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lowered them. the guys; they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Yeah. Yeah. Excellence.
6: <laughs> Charlie Pizarro in the chat room says that thing looks, on your head looks like Jiffy Pop popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like it. It's the magical treat. It's much fun to make
3: as it is to eat. Jiffy Pop. Yeah. I remember that. There we
4: go. Yeah. Cayenne pepper on top of dark chocolate right off the bat. This is the, the dry cold taste. Draw. Cold draw. We're not even lighting it yet.
6: Lots of cedar. It tastes like a Mexican roadside stand.
4: I've never had. How many times have you eaten a roadside stand in Mexico? Twice. Little, um, what was his name? <laughs> little raisiny, little little Pepe.
3: cedar Pepe. raisiny. Sweet cedar. Very distinct. It's, if you put some cedar sugar on a board and I don't know about cedar, the cedar board and
4: licked it. No, it's, it's cayenne pepper. This no, is when the producer is supposed to some... push my button, by the way. No, yeah. Going
3: with the button again. Uh, unless, unless he doesn't agree. Right. Yeah. Berry
6: See, it tastes like a Mexican roadside stand. <laughs> no, <laughs> You're not the judge and Jury
4: over there, Dirk.
6: <laughs> he is. There is a it. sweetness to it. He's got, he's got the... Uh... All right. Thank We're going to
4: be lighting our cigar today. Not Derek, because I didn't give him one, because I knew he was going to be a dink.
5: <laughs> yeah.
4: uh, we are using the Vertigo Renegade. This 14.99 Quad Jet Beauty features an onboard flip-out bullet punch that goes beyond vertical. It has the patented Vertigo big ass tank which we now know is True. actually patented like I said it was. You told them to say that, I think. I don't know about that.
3: This this one is the best value one of all. And I know there's ones that are $12 and this one's 14.99, but this looks like a lot more because it's the full uh, metal jacket. And, uh, it's Get got the, the mirror. Bullet, bullet cut cutter on. It's got the mirror. So I would say if you're looking for value, this is the best bang for your buck one right here. Renegade, you said?
6: hmm Vertigo Renegade. Vertigo Renegade. It's
3: hard to pick a favorite one of it, but I'd say value-wise, this is the one right here, the Renegade.
6: Gave one to my future brother-in-law on Thursday as a birthday gift. Here we go. Hope he's not listening knowing that I'm a cheap bastard. there we go. <laughs> Because it looks like he gave him 50, 60 bucks. anyway. it looks more expensive. Yeah. Yes.
3: Comes with a little uh, pouch. And what the, color did you give him?
6: Uh, black on
4: black. Black on black. Because they get the maroon on black. Mm-hmm. They got the, the gunmetal. Mm-hmm. They've got a chrome one. Pretty cool. Okay, so we got some spice happening right off the bat. You light yeah. the cigar up and
3: it, it's in the nose. It's plenty of spice. Your and cold is better, Mr. J, right? Gone. Yeah.
4: Cured. Nikolai Volkov. Once again. Nikolai comes Volkov soup? To the it- rescue.
3: Uh, somebody was asking about that. Where's the recipe? You the said, recipe
4: is right on the cigarauthority.com. In fact, I told a friend about it, and they went on the site, and they're making the soup right now as we speak. So you go on the site, What do you find it? You just keep just looking around. Search, and yeah. You search just keep bar. scrolling through until yeah. you finally come to it. Just go to the little search bar on the side, type in Nikolai Volkov soup. Boom. Boom, right there, there it is. What if you spell it wrong? Still I don't know works? What happens if no? you spell it wrong? Because
3: I spell everything wrong. So does Barry.
4: First, Google Nikolai Volkov. <laughs> Copy that, and then add the word soup. S-O-U-P. Yeah. So people are saying, how do I get
3: onto this care package thing? We're going to let you know uh, coming soon. Uh, someday in November, we're going to start opening it up, and we'll do that for another 500 people, and then we'll stop again because this is painful. Passing <laughs> out four cigars for 19.99, including shipping. Here's a $15 cigar. The shipping was more than $5. One cigar alone we lost on it. What happens to the other four cigars? What kind of business is this we're trying to run? I keep t- telling you to stop it. Stop it. We did stop it, but people are asking. You're getting emails every single week. What is happening? What's with this hat he's wearing? Why is this going on? Dogs are living with
6: cats. <laughs> yes, it's <yeah>. absolutely <laughs>
4: insanity. It's crazy.
3: It's
6: mayhem. Who are you going to call? There we go. Ghostbusters? Right. <laughs> There's a distinct <clears throat> coffee taste right
5: now. See, now, I'm, I'm getting, uh, if you've ever had lint chocolate, mm-hmm. like the chocolate balls, so they, they, they make bars, and this tastes like the dark chocolate chili pepper chocolate oh. bar. Hang on a second. He's drinking your do over there.
6: Drinking your That's Kool-Aid. the
4: exact flavor profile that I said on the cold draw, and you hit Barry Stein's button. Yep. Now you taste it.
6: Derek
4: Stein. You know how this Derek goes Stein. back and forth. Everybody's <laughs> last name is Stein when you sing it. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> when you sing it, it has to be Stein. You can have in Stein. it. I'm
6: getting rid of it. So if you want to hand me down, by all means. Yep. <laughs> we'll
4: okay. make you, I'll make you a nice little bumper for when you have a flavor. That's Perfect. your own flavor, okay. not when you copy mine. Hey, mm-hmm.
5: you didn't say lint. lint chocolate.
4: Dark chocolate with cayenne pepper. I, d- I didn't think I had to go as deep as you get naming the chocolate.
5: Get specific. And then I'll hit your button.
4: All right. Wednesday, what I'm going to do is come in with three or four different kinds of chocolate, and I'm going to sand off the name, and you tell me which chocolate is which. Okay. If you can do that, okay. I'll make a better sound effect for you. Okay. Now, well, when you can't, you're deal. going to get the one that I make, and your last name's Stein. <laughs> deal. Uh, this is the one that somebody had explained to me flavors
3: of cigars way early in my career, that the first Padron Anniversario came out in Maduro— um, he took me out to dinner uh, in Boston. Morton's, at right? Morton's, right. <clears throat> and he said, we're going to have a cigar. At the time, you could actually smoke at dinner, which we were doing. Yeah. But he had uh, Padroni Anniversario sitting there for after dinner. He said, this is for after dinner when we're having dessert. And he got there before me, and he said, and I already ordered
4: your dessert for you. It's something you had to order in advance. So... That's not typically something that you argue with somebody. No, no, no. I, I like to order my own desserts. You're like, okay, I'm in. So he said, when you smoke the cigar,
3: I want, the dessert comes out. He says, I want you to get this Black Forest cake that I ordered for you for dessert. And with a deep, de- this was a dense Black Forest cake, which is uh, layers of chocolate cake. But in between is a raspberry. Um, preserve. Preserve oh, that's in between. Okay. Now, he says, now take that fork and get that dense chocolate right next to where that raspberry is, right in that little spot right there. Now, get that piece right there. We didn't like the cigars yet. He says, now taste that. He says, you got it? And I said, that was fantastic, yeah. He says, okay, now light the cigar. This is what the cigar tastes like. And this is what the cigar tastes like for the rest of your life. <laughs> and it does. Yeah. That's what I taste. Black Forest cake with that raspberry preserve that's right in there, and that's the taste. The the Maduro, not the natural, on the anniversary, not the 1926, this cigar. Blindfold me. It doesn't matter what it is. I taste it. It's just crazy that that's there. Did he put that in my mind, or is it really there? I
4: don't think he could get it past your foil hat. No,
3: he can't. That's made (laughs) for things not to get in. I'm holding everything into this head right now as it's going
4: on.
5: Yeah, I can I can see that. But now you that see it, right? I see it. Yeah, I can see that.
4: So that's what I yeah. taste. Well, we know he's a good replacement for Chuck because he's right on the bandwagon, right he off he'll, the. He'll back. go with anybody, Any- whatever they say. Yes. We're going to get some real answers out of him because uh, he's he's filling in next week, and we're going to do a little uh, five minute interview and find out what he likes. Really? Next week? Yeah, we haven't ah. even told him. Well, now I know Big Jim is listening. Jim, I need you to get some dirt. So I need you to reach out to Haley. Dirt on Dirk and get some dirt
5: <laughs> on Dirk.
3: Okay, so here's some dirt today. We're going to get right to it now. The cigar industry from uh, 2018 and beyond. Uh, There's a lot that's going to happen and change in the cigar industry. The FDA now controls cigars, and what does that mean? So we laid this out a couple of years ago and said, if this ends up happening, what's going to go? And there's going to be uh, acquisitions, and some companies are going to buy other companies. Some companies are going to go out of business. People are going to merge together. Lots of stuff is going to happen. Um, and when you start to know the players and the brands and things like that, you can kind of guess what you think is going to end up happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get really deep into the industry and you see some person's visiting a place you wouldn't expect them to visit, and you hear different things, you start connecting the dots, all of a sudden you could see some of these things that were happening a year and a half ago, two years ago, when we began this whole process of looking what it was. when uh, Then all of a sudden you get a company like Swisher that came in, and all of a sudden Swisher buys two estates. Oh, my God, that's the craziest thing or something. No, you could see it coming from a mile away, European company coming in and buying a different company, you know, uh, why some of these hap- things happening years ago when uh, a, a European company came in and bought uh, Cao C- and was like Cao, they don't even make cigars or a marketing company with a brand that somebody else makes the cigar. No, it made all the sense in the world. This is uh, what happened. So today we're going to get a little into it. It's a little geeky for some. We're just not talking about cigars. We're talking about the brands and insider stuff that's happening in the cigar industry. I don't know if it interests anybody, but we There'll know be one or
4: two less dick and fart jokes during right. the first hour. That's what we're trying to tell you.
3: So uh, I want to. Uh, so we're going to look uh, at the cigar industry at 2018. A look into the future, and we have a screen behind us. You can follow along. First thing I want to say and make sure everybody understands this: this is not true. We're making this up. This is an educated guess of what's going to happen based on the information, and you don't have to send me a thousand hate letters at the end of this thing, which we're going to get anyway, but I'm just, this is what I'm guessing, and you can't take it away from me, this is what I think could happen based on the players, that's all, yep. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings or anything like that, there's a reason for it, Who, what's this bell I hear, this me?
6: No, it's me, I, okay. I'm muted now.
3: Okay, so uh, it's not true, I'm not trying to hurt anybody, it's not true at all, this is what a guess, and yep. uh, as I said earlier, when I didn't include people, they were mad at me for not including them. If I included them, they were mad at me for including them in. Or maybe blowing up their spot. Yeah, we're just talking.
5: Yeah.
3: We're going to talk about Speculating. some. Of, yeah, Speculating. Yeah, some of them are advertisers and friends. and yep. We'll see where you fit in here and see if it makes any sense that this could happen. And, and, and maybe one of these people that is uh, going to buy one of the big companies, and I included you in there, maybe you make $100 million from this thing. and just Yeah. Possibilities. Say thank you. Say thank you. So this is not true by any means. The government is creating monopolies. FDA is gonna create a monopoly within the cigar industry. That's what's gonna happen. So all these little guys, and there's thousands of them. A lot of them are going to go out of business, unfortunately. I don't want to see it. I fought for it not to happen. It did happen. We're going to see a consolidation of cigar companies. We saw it in the liquor industry. We saw it in the cigarette industry. And now we're about to see it happen in the cigar industry. Not that it hasn't already been happening, by the way. But there was always new people coming in, taking the spots when somebody would acquire somebody. Now there will not be any new people coming in. So it will be a consolidation automatically. Some people go out of business and there's less people and there's nobody new can come in. So we're going to have a consolidation guaranteed. One thought
4: thought was that the consolidation really is the government's looking for an ease to be able to collect their user fees and taxes. They only have to go to five people. Man, is that easier than having to go to five hundred? In this
3: slide, I threw uh, a hundred dollar bill here, a monopoly hundred dollar bill, because it is about money. So oh, put yeah. that aside. It's about money, and when you see some of the players come in, it's about maybe the American dollar is worth less than a European dollar, and it's it's more they should be investing money in in here and stuff. And it, this show could be actually. 10 hours long or something, but we've got a two-hour show, so uh, let's let's go with it. So we have five monopolies that will control the cigar industry two years from now. Five monopolies in total that are going to control it. So the first one is Scandinavian Tobacco Group, STG. Uh, Scandinavian Tobacco Group is the world's largest manufacturers of cigars and pipe tobacco. They employ 10,000 people in the Dominican Republic, Honduras, Indonesia, Europe, Australia. Uh, They're a stock-traded company. They're from Copenhagen, Denmark. Um, Their parent organizations include Swedish Match, Imperial Brands, British American Tobacco (BAT). They own Lucky Strike cigarettes, Pall Mall, Benson and Hedges, Cool, Viceroys, and lots of others. They also own Henry Winterman's, which is the company that bought CAO. What the heck was that all about when that happened? A lot of people said. Then they are the company that bought General Cigar. People say General Cigar bought CAO. No. It was Henry Winterman's who bought CAO and then bought General Cigar. And then combined, right? Correct. They own Macanudo, Partagas, Cohiba, Glory Cubana, Partagas, and others in the U.S. Some of those... Brands are Cuban brands in other countries, but they own the stuff in the U.S., along with Macanudo Worldwide and other brands that are worldwide. Uh, They also own Cigars International, which is a direct to consumer mail order company. They also own Cigars.com. They also own Captain Black, Bugler, and other uh, tobaccos. Uh, They currently sell over 3 billion billion cigars and 5,000 tons um, of pipe tobacco, along with producing. Uh, In owning the top five cigarettes in the world, Um, some of the top five cigarettes in the world. Uh, But no boutique uh, companies, this this is no boutique company, this is big tobacco, folks. And uh, now they are one of the top five monopolies that will control the cigar industry, and they're STC. So um, remember, this is not true. This, this, this is true of sounds, who they are. sounds pretty true. But doesn't it make sense? This you making a good are. argument. This is what they have. Yeah, and and are argument. they going to be one of the five? You bet your ass they're going to be one of the five. So that is uh, who the first one is. The second slide here is, um, uh, like cigarettes, alcohol, um, the postal system, other monopolies, it will be created uh, by the government, the FDA, regulations, subsidies, uh, nationalization, tariffs, intellectual property, um, all these things are going to come into play, and Altria Group is going to be one of the big players. Altria is one of the world's largest tobacco and cigarette corporations. It's a multinational corporation. It's based, in this country at least, Richmond, Virginia, United States. A uh, stock-traded company, revenues over $25 billion. With a B. In the U.S. alone, they own John Middleton Company, which is Black and Mild Cigars, they also own Philip Morris USA, which owns Marlboro Cigarettes. They also own Nabisco, Kraft Foods. This is no boutique company at all. They are big tobacco, and now they are one of the top five monopolies that will control the cigar industry in the next year or two. So they are our second choice of
4: the big players. Now, years. this becomes a situation where you we had surmised a lot of different players being uh, purchased. You know, you, I have the sheet from... Two years Two ago. Years ago um, the thought was early on that brands that existed pre-2007 would be valuable for purchase. But with how large these companies are so far, I don't see them looking at a company any smaller than Padrone. And really being interested yeah, they may because just, they have their own they have their yeah, own
3: stuff. They may just bury it. You know, what they did in the cigar industry would say to retailers they would come in and say, You have to give the X amount of space to this, 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 which leaves you no space for these other people. You can't have a brand lower than this price of this product, or else we're not giving you any promotions or anything. Everybody uh ended up caving in and giving it to what's called the Masters Program and they uh made it so Eventually, that retailers couldn't even make money on cigarettes anymore.
4: Consumers care what brands come out and what's new, but these big companies only care that when they make a purchase, they can market make share. billions yeah. because it has it's market all money. share.
3: This is all money. This is big tobacco, and that's what's going to control this poor cigar industry, as I'm guessing, yeah, in, they, in years they, from now. A Did lot it of beer
6: per- too. They a lot it. of the purchases are just to kill the product, so they get the more shelf space. Yeah, they'll kill,
3: they'll kill, kill the product. Yeah. They'll buy a product if just to put threat, it out of business. Let's kill it and yeah. give ourselves
6: more shelf yeah, space. Yeah, there's, there's no heart. There's no uh, heart
3: in, in what I'm about to say that's going to end up happening. So number two, Altria, which is Philip Morris. So number three is a company you guys uh, have recently heard about, Jay Cortez. It's a family-run company. Um, so, it is not a tr- uh, stock traded company. Uh, they do have a passion for cigars, cigars in all shapes and sizes. Started in 1926, employing thousands of people in 80 countries. Operating out of Sri Lanka, this company makes billions of machine made cigars and now makes premium cigars with the acquisition of Oliva Cigar that they bought, and they will be one of the top five. They're out there in acquisition mode right now. Oliva was the first purchase. That they made and I'm um, I'm guessing not the last by any means. They're just the beginning. This is a uh operated by a young uh group of people, um uh, f- as I say, family run and operated company,
4: but um they're doing it. And um Does Oliva make cigars for other people? Yes. Okay. Just wondering.
3: And Oliva, for for those that don't know, Oliva Cigars, not Oliva Tobacco. It's it's a different Different company. company. And they make Nub also. You know the Nub brand and stuff. And they have uh, the Oliva bundles, uh, big big volumes of Oliva um, handmade stuff. So this company now is in handmade and machine-made. As much as you say Oliva, they bought Oliva, it is so nothing. It's like Swisher when they bought Drew Estates. It's so nothing to them. But... They're in, and this is just the beginning of it. You, they're not buying just this little thing just to, uh, to play with. No, of course not. Yeah, this is the beginning of something big. So let's look at number four. Anzinger Davidoff, a uh, company known as Davidoff to everybody there. It's a family owned company, also out of Switzerland. And uh, now it actually has some shareholders, from what I understand, the shareholders that bought into this company. So I don't know if they were looking for raising some money for what, what is about to happen, who knows. Uh, uh, they own, um, the shareholders own pieces of some of their companies, including Asia and Europe and a factory in the Dominican Republic in Honduras uh, with over 1,000 retail stores worldwide. The brands that uh, Avo, that uh, Davidoff controls include Avo, Griffin, Camacho, uh, along with a lot Regular of other stuff. Regular White Label. Yeah. yeah. Along with another uh, stuff. They, they are uh, certainly going to be one of the five um, and another uh, foreign entity that's going to control uh, cigars in the world. Again, we go back to what we talked about last week. Uh, 300 million uh, premium cigars sold in the United States last year. 500 premium cigars sold in the world. The United States is more than half of the entire yep. world of premium cigars. But 500 million, the, these guys are making those are premium billions, cigars, billions premium of machine made or yep. cigarillos and things like that. So the fifth one is we're going to call, it doesn't have a name right now, it is going to be union, we're going to call it. just for the sake of having a name for it, we're just going to call it union. In other words, it's going to be a union of different uh, consolidation of companies that will uh, get together and actually create something so that they can stay alive and in business. The consolidation company union, which starts out um, with uh, one brand, merging with another brand and, and growing from there and going from there. So uh, that'll be uh, the um, a mergers and acquisition group that will get together and actually start forming this. Um, I say
4: this because I hear a little lingering of things that are there. Not true at all. Now, nothing that says it, but one company other than just in passing, you don't have a slide for Swisher. So perhaps Swisher's part of this union. That's where it starts. Um,
3: well, maybe because somebody's going to acquire them. (laughs) Why don't you just say it? Well, let's get to it. I I got these things kind of in order, but here's your five monopolies that will control the cigar industry. STC, for you folks out there, we'll call it General Cigar, but it's much more deeper than that. But for cigar people, it's General Cigar. Altria, which is Philip Morris. It's going to be uh, Jay Middleton cigars. Jay Cortez, we know that that's Oliva cigars right now. Yeah. Davidoff, which is Avo and Griffin and Camacho and and those cigars. And then we have the merger company, the union company. So, this is the five that we're going to look at right now. We're going to go deep into who gets who and what gets what uh, after that. But right now, early thoughts on the Padron TAA, Bellicoso Maduro. This is a TAA only for, what, about 100 stores? About 100 members
6: of the TAA currently. Yeah. And they won't be able to do this anymore with the new... FDA regulations. There'll be no
3: new brand, no new special size. So just they for might them.
6: be able to re-release this again next year, but they couldn't do it in a different size. And then,
4: well, they've been doing the Toro for a long time. Yes, the, the Toro continues.
3: Yeah. So th- this one would not a couple of years from now. Right.
4: But they've had the forty-seven. They've had the forty-eight. Uh, so they could keep those going. No, because they wouldn't have the nine years on them but they could keep it going because the they came out years. Yeah, 2007. Nah, there's
3: a lot of, a lot of, <laughs> nowhere does it say okay. that this is it. Everybody's saying that, oh, we came out with it last week, so this brand is going to stay on. No, nope, that brand has two years, and that brand goes away in two years. As it stands now, we'll get into uh, what Barry has to say on um, what happened in Cigar News and stuff this week that maybe uh, we, we shot another one uh, down, but that's where we're at right now. So what do you think of Padron?
4: Uh, it could be you, just because you're talking yeah, about the Black you know, Forest. it's a cake but with a strawberry. But there is certainly the still the notes of cayenne pepper specifically. Sometimes you pick up notes of white pepper. It's a little softer. It's a little subtler. Sometimes you have black pepper, which is a little bit more in your face and sometimes confused with citrus. This is, without a doubt, cayenne pepper. It's got the chocolate. And I think just because you're in my head, I'm picking up some of that raspberry uh, preserve. But I think you just hypnotized me into it.
5: I'll give it to you. Here's
4: Johnny. Okay, you, you know, he works with me on Wednesdays. Yeah. He's so going to pay. He may be quitting Thursday. No, Just yeah. saying. He can take Just it. Saying. He can take it. He may be quitting.
5: I'm getting a real rich leatheriness out of this yeah. cigar right now. I'm liking it. It's a a great Take
6: cigar. your
3: belt out and of your And I'm
6: mouth. on a third page because I'm getting distinct notes of espresso. Yeah. I'm getting a really espresso. No, I could have a cup of,
3: cup of espresso along with having a black flowers cake. It's dessert, right? Yep. This is really good. Yep. It's very tasty. I'd there's a so. reason this cigar is always the top-rated, you know. There's a reason for it. Often imitated, never duplicated, Padron Anniversario. Yep. There's your commercial right there. Anniversario.
5: Good stuff. <laughs>
3: yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to look into the five monopolies. See who they are going to acquire and why, and see if your favorite brand has been eaten alive or pushed to the side. Sit back, relax. Believe it or not, we're going to tell you what's going to make it and what's not. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network.
4: Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill. Then again, so does growing the perfect beard. Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality.
1: There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series, from Hammer & Sickle. Live well.
6: Or visit diamondcrown.com.
4: You've heard us over and over again talking about the brands who advertise on the Cigar Authority show. Now here's your chance to try them all in samplers we call the Sponsors Deal. The Sponsors Deals are just that. Deals from the cigar brands that support the Cigar Authority. To see this week's Sponsors Deal, which not only run out every week, but is always limited... Just go to thecigarauthority.com and on the right-hand side, simply click the sponsors' deal to see what this week's sponsors' deal is. Please help the brands that help us bring you the Cigar Authority. Our friends at twoGuysCigars.com will get it out for you, and you'll be getting a great deal while helping those who help us. The sponsors' deal from the Cigar Authority sounds like a win-win-win to me.
5: We're back. We're back little technical difficulties. There we
3: go. It's That's uh, okay. It's, for some reason, expected. Uh, we're back live from the La Florida Minacana Cigar Studios today, uh, uh, going and looking uh, at the world ahead, what's happening in the cigar world. It is nonsense. It is make-believe, so I want to say that again. And um, it is a hypothesis based on some educated guests, and I'm guessing these things to end up happening. Uh, very important today was to have a video I I hate people watching us anyway because it's a basically podcast. It's there for audio. There's no reason to to look at us. uh, Look at us. There's no reason to look at us. But today was the reason. And from what I understand, we're not having a uh, video stream. But the folks uh, on the podcast listening live are seeing, hearing? Hearing. The hearing's good.
6: Everything's going out. Just no video. All right.
3: I'm sorry. And uh, this is the way it is here on the Cigar Authority. We just cannot get it together. Cannot get it together. Something died, man. So, um, years from now, people will be buying the Cigar Authority and destroying it because why keep it going? It can't run properly to begin with, anyway. But, anyway, shake it off. I took my hat off because I don't have to wear this ridiculous hat. Nobody can see me, (laughs) anyway. So, all right, just join my padrone. Just relax. This is the way it is. So we I are back. Take it back.
4: Live from the La Florida Minicana Cigar Studios. I did that. Okay. Uh, it's
3: 2018 right now, uh, two years from now. Five monopolies control the whole world of cigars. And uh, let's look and see what's happening. If you could see this at all, you would understand <laughs> what's going on, but you can't. But we know that the uh, Jay Cortez Company has acquired Oliva Cigars. So that has already happened. Uh, it's a new uh, acquisition that ended up happening, so it begins from that point. Philip Morris, you asked, what happens to Swisha? How come they're not on there? That, that was my big
4: curiosity.
3: Philip Morris acquires Swisher Sweets in a Swisha company, which has already acquired Drew Estates and does the distribution for Duford Holdings, which is Debonair Cigars and Indian Motorcycle Cigars. They also do the... Uh, distribution for Hoy de Nicaragua. But Philip Morris is not going to do the distribution for anybody. Philip Morris buys Drew Estates, which already owns... Is owned by s- Swisha By Swisher, and they take the acquisition of Duford Holdings and Hoy de Nicaragua. They want the factory. They want everything. They don't play, play well with others, so they acquire them or they let them go. Uh, what I have down here is they make the acquisition at that point of it. So Philip Morris... Moves on, and I see this uh, in my dream, not my dream, my nightmare, basically, uh, as happening. So moving straight ahead is Davidoff. So what nobody mentioned, you mentioned Swisher, but nobody said, what happened to Altadas? I was wondering. All right, so Altadas, which is Romeo and Juliet and Monte Cristo and um, Habanos in other countries, And, um, you know, they have lots of brands, H. Upman, Don Diego, and they have also um, the um, machine-made cigars, which include, um, what are those rough-looking? Backwoods? Backwoods. Backwoods, huge, huge brand, by the way. You're talking billions of cigars when it comes to that. People don't look at that. They say, oh, they have Romeo and Juliet. They sell more backwards in one day than Romeo and Juliet in a year, way more. This would probably lead to the return of Davidoff Cubans. Well, it's possible, Ooh. but, but uh, where they would control Habanos, they could say, yeah, make, make us Davidoff Cuban for other countries other than the United States because we can't have Cubans and we couldn't have a new product. Yep. So if Davidoff Cuban came out, we couldn't get it here in the United States. But there is the rest of the world. Yeah, they we, can get them. They can get them. Yep. And we could gray market them into this country like happens with, with Cuban cigars. But Davidoff acquires Altadas and Habanos, 50% share with them. And that becomes the next step of the growth. Now you can see some major players that are in here that Phil Morris acquired, that Davidoff acquired. And then we'll move on from there. And now the union begins, the union company that begins. So we got a company out there, Ashton, Ashton Distributors. Ashton Cigars, along with what some of the other brands are. with the Cuba, San
6: Cristobal.
3: Yeah. Their cigars are made, um, the Ashton end of it is made by Fuente. Fuente owns, I believe, 40%. Yes, I believe 40% already of Ashton Distributors. So uh, they end up merging together. Them two together are going to be much stronger. To survive, they make the cigars for them anyway, so that becomes the merger, the beginning merger of those two together. So uh, on the General Cigar side, so we go to General. General now has to start acquiring companies. They're sitting there. They are not doing so well. They got rid of their president last year. They have to go into into acquisition mode because all these other guys are doing it, and they're going to become one of the small ones. Right now they're a big one, but with these changes that already happened, they go from uh, maybe number one or number two down to number five very, very quickly. So General Cigars acquires Rocky Patel because most of Rocky Patel's cigars are made through
6: um, general general cigar. cigar to begin with. Right. And the Dark Dominican, which Rocky just came out with to add fuel to these rumors, yeah. is made at the general factory sure. in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. So wow. here we go,
3: right? So start connecting some dots here. Gurkha. Gurkha, which is the majority of their products, are sold through Cigars International, com, which uh, they don't make their cigars, but they sell most of them. Well, why should they? They acquire that company anyway because they have the, the end user to begin with. They make the cigar at that point. All they want is the band. Remember um, that uh, movie um, Tommy Boy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So at Tommy Boy, they say, we, we want to buy this guy's, um, not muffler, it was uh, brake pads. Yeah. So he says, all I want is your cardboard box that says your name of your company on it. We can make the brake pads in China or something like that. We just need the, the box. That's all that, that, that Lewinsky or whatever his name was wanted to buy was the name. That's all that's happening in the cigar industry anyway. When a company yeah. buys the name, they stop making the product. They don't need it to be made wherever it was made. They just buy in the band. And that already exists. Of course. Incidentally,
4: you, know? you can get a good look at a T-bone steak by right. sticking your head up a bull's ass. Yeah. But I'd rather take the butcher's, take the butcher's word, butcher's for, word it. for it. for <laughs> Guarantee.
3: Is that what you want? A guarantee? I can stamp a guarantee on it and whatever. I mean, you know the movie, right? <laughs> so um, they, uh, Interesting. General Cigar
4: takes Gurkha. Interesting. The next one that you have on the list is Alec Bradley. Alec Bradley. Kind of a small company. Most of the stuff is being sold
3: through um, the Cigars International and stuff like that. That's where most of it's going anyway. So, in other words, we're going to eat you, we're going to buy your bands, or we're going to bury you. Yep. What would you rather do? Why share the profit? Yeah. So, I I don't think they distribute for them or anything like that. I Mm -hmm. think they acquire them, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, EPC, Aneso Perez Carrillo, who was Glory Cubano, who they acquired before. If there's any grandfathered product in there, and I don't believe there is, Maybe an acquisition there. They need some faces for brands. There they go. Who says you can't go home again. Right. Right. We, I, I said this a long time ago. I thought that was the move.
6: I thought it was going to happen a couple of years ago yeah. with the, uh, the project that he worked on sure. with Giannini. Sure, sure. That it was going to happen, and in the rumors have been flying since. Yeah. So there it is, uh, E.P. Carrillo. And then I have an oddball here,
3: which is an accessory company. I yep. added an acquisition of Zycar.
5: That's interesting.
3: Yeah. Interesting. So, Zycar has a few things going for them. First off, they already sold something to General Cigar a couple of years ago, which was the HC cigar brand that was Zycar sold to them. And if they want to get into the accessory market, you got a product out there that has um, a mailing list of anyone who ever bought a Zykar product ever uh, that's sent away for the free little case that it went into. Right. Um, and they're a big mail-order company that sells directly to consumers, mm-hmm. they end up getting all those customers. And then every retailer that's out there, if anybody wants to get their, their um, cutter fixed or replaced mm-hmm. or their the lighter, lighter fixed or replaced, has to go through them, yep. which means now they take all yep. the customers. And Zycar bought Cigar Boss an app a couple years ago to collect all that data mm-hmm. as well. Even more. So there there it goes from there. So we'll move on from that. That's starting to shape up. If we had any kind of video content or anything (laughs) here at all going on, you would see what we see. But you can't see anything. Hopefully you're envisioning it. it. So I got Philip Morris. This might interest you, Barry Stein. Philip Morris acquires La Aurora and Miami Cigar. Which makes total sense because La Aurora already makes all the Black and Miles. They already make them. And...
6: They have a connection with Philip Morris anyway. The cigarettes back in the day all were produced for the island nations in the Dominican Republic. By them. Yes. In fact, Laura Aurora has a factory directly across the street for just black and mild.
3: Okay. So... You can see where this is all coming together. There's a little education of the, that it would make sense for this to happen. Um, this is what I think happens, but here it goes. Miami Cigar, which is the distribution company of La Aurora, maybe they acquire them too in the brands that they make for them anyway. I think Philip Morris plays really hard. They're not going to do distribution for anybody else. We acquire you or we put you out of business becomes
6: the play for, because they're heartless. The only wild card in that is a few years ago, Grupo León, which is all the members of the León family, yeah. wanted to sell La Aurora. And Guillermo was dead set against it because it was his family heritage, the history of the family. So he brought it, bought it from his brothers and sisters. Is he still stubborn about that today? Uh, I think Who if knows, you put another zero with, on whatever the figure is. the FDA, if you could flip it to a profit, hey, I bought oh it for my, my family God. for X, but I'm going to sell it for Y, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, he sold half a Presidente. Right. So. Fifty-one so, percent, actually. Yeah, so
3: maybe he does 51 percent here for a, with a 10-year buyout thing or something yeah. and ends up making the guys doing very well to begin with anyway. Yeah. But nobody's doing Philip Morris numbers. Philip, you know, you think you're doing good until you mm. start looking at numbers that under this uh, Altria number of what they have. They are a giant among, uh, among everybody. Jay Cortez. Jay Cortez works directly in other countries with the Villiger Company. Villiga, another monster company out there, um, and maybe they take a distribution in the U.S. for Villiga, um, not an acquisition yet, but a distribution agreement with Villiga, and end up trying to – because I don't know where Villaga's going in the United States. Well, I
6: think they're going to – I'm going to go a little bit against you here. Okay. And even though I think you're right 99.9% yeah. of the time – the head of Villager in the U.S. right now is Rene Castaneda. Yeah. Rene Castaneda has a great relationship with all the catalogs. Does he go to one of the companies that own a catalog? Well, maybe this, this company will own a catalog as we go
3: a little deeper. Okay. So maybe they, maybe it makes sense that he has a connection to it, but there's a much, much bigger connection in Europe with Villager and Jay Cortez. Which is true. Billions. Not this little how much premium cigars are going to gonna go there. So, um I think the acquisition now at this point becomes Casa
6: Fernandez, uh, the factory that makes, what do they make? Well, Casa Fernandez, and they're, they're well-known for their agonorsalism. Yeah. So now they get to buy one of the most popular Nicaraguan tobaccos. Right. So now they're buying it for tobacco because they're going to
3: need tobacco. They're going to need a great source of it, and that's going to be a great source of it. When they do that, Casa Fernandez makes cigars for other people, including Illusion which happens to have grandfathered brands that yes. are in it. So, you know, it's a cool brand. It uh, can help Jay Cortez
6: out there with, with uh, some placement. I would love to know Dion's take on this because he's th- a huge conspiracy mm, theorist. Well,
4: and I'm going to throw a monkey wrench in the works and, here. And, and, he's and a think, retailer. But, yeah. There's no way he sells his brand. He,
3: can, he cannot. He can, he, brand.
4: There's no way. He doesn't need to. Somebody else will make it. Yeah, but can he continue to sell it? In his store? Yeah, If it's grandfathered?
6: But we're talking about With all the FDA, no, does he I want think, to remain a retailer? No,
4: because I think, I think he wants to remain a retailer because he's a, he's a player. He wants to remain a retailer. He wants to keep his brand and keep himself protected and shielded from the world of cigars. It would be a mistake if he didn't do that, I would I would think. Now, some people, listen,
3: you bet with your heart, and you don't bet with your, you know, you, you geez, the Patriots are playing, they're going to win by 50 points because they're my home team, I think I'm going to bet them or something. They're not going to win by 50 points, you're going to lose the bet, or you bet, you're betting with your heart. There's going to be some of these guys that end up saying, no, I'm not going to do it, because we've seen this happen over and over, and turn down what could be a good position to be in, and maybe they need a front man for the brand, you know, he doesn't seem like a front man, Who
4: knows? The last one on your list here.
3: I got two more. I got Puros Indios. Puros Indios, which is a Honduran (laughs) company. is a brand that has not done much in the past decade. Um, It is a uh, Honduran with a factory with tobacco. They got a lot going on. They're not doing much with it. It would be a good acquisition, believe it or not. You don't look at it as much, but it would be a good acquisition because somebody has to pick up some things with some legs. I think that's an old brand with some legs. And the last one, really I put this in because he's the guy that says, what happened, nobody buys me, is Perdomo. No
4: way. And I'm going <laughs> on record right now. Not only does no one approach Nick, but if they do, he tells them to go F themselves and get out of his office immediately. He's into Escorted. his drums lately. Maybe he takes Escorted out by security. It. No way. Nick doesn't go. He stays an island unto himself, vertically integrated, doing his thing, making great cigars forever no way there's an
3: acquisition no here. you're talking about I a mean, big player I, you're a big <clears throat> player in nicaragua uh you he also has plenty of tobacco and, and farms and box factory and all that he could set up his family he's, for generations.
4: yeah he's he's juicy and ripe for the picking but i don't i don't see nick pulling he, the trigger he's the it.
3: most juicy for, for acquisition. absolutely
4: but that doesn't mean he sells they come knocking on his door no way he throws him out of his office. That's my prediction. Throws him out. People were saying that CAO was never
3: going to go. They love the industry and all that stuff. Yeah, they, CAO, not only they got out, they never looked back.
4: CAO didn't bleed for their company like Nick did. No way. That's his baby. He doesn't go.
3: I think he goes. I think he goes with Jay Cortez. We'll see who's right. That's it. We'll see who's Listen, right. I don't. and I don't
4: like going up against you because you're very good with the conspiracy it, thing, but... Hanging out with Nick at the, at the trade show. No, he is, I
3: see he's, he's big into his stuff, and so is his family, and bringing the family in. But do you not have the meeting with him? And then he throws him out. That's it. I don't even throws want to talk about Throws him out of the office. It. Oh, you're crazy. He's not stupid. You listen to it. He's going to say
4: no, and so then you, throw And you him start
3: out. doing the math, and you say, there's not enough years in my life that I could ever accumulate that kind of wealth. And boy, could that be a winner for Jay Cortez? Imagine having Oliva and you have Perdomo, and you have Casa Fernandez, Illusion. You're, build, you're building a portfolio here. They now.
6: become one of the top players in the industry mm. on a global market. Yeah. Yeah.
3: They're listening right now to say, yeah. wow, that's a good idea, maybe. Yeah.
4: Hopefully, Nick's listening and he.
6: And there's no charge for this. He's I don't with even me charge on this. for, for it's... how this goes. See, yeah, if, I'm, if I'm Nick, well, I can't say if I'm Nick, but if it was me. Yeah. I would want to set up a trust for generation after generation after generation. Take care of my family. He has that already. It's not, called Perdomo Cigars. Not have to worry about what FDA might do to Perdomo yeah. in 15 years. Just take, take it while you can. He's got over 20 years in already. It's
3: a
4: long time. Yeah. Hard-working guy. You're going to start slowing down as you get older. He's a man who dies in his 90s at his desk. Still running Perdomo cigars and still giving the industry the finger. He's not coming out with new products. Doesn't need to. Yes, His products rock. He loves
3: to, though. He loves to. Products rock. You're going to take away the creativeness of things. He can change the bands now. He can yeah. change the boxes. All right, let's move on. So now we have Davidoff. Davidoff acquires Hammer and Sickle. They already make their cigars. They make them all. And they acquire Room 101. Already make their cigars make too. Them. Right? The, that's a distribution agreement with Room 101. And they totally acquire them because they have to start building at this point. Remember, they can't make a new brand. Yep. They have to buy the new brand. That's the only way. So they stay stagnant or they go into acquisition mode. Davidoff cannot stay stagnant. You saw the things they've done the past five years, man. They, they're, they're going like crazy.
6: Right now their stock is going up. But oh. The only way to keep it going up is acquisition.
3: Acquisition. And why wouldn't you but acquire within your own company? You're producing the product anyway. If somebody else acquires it, they take that production away from your factory and bring it to their factory. making a a
5: solid argument. It's almost a given. (coughs) Yeah. Yep, almost a given.
3: So uh, I'm going to add them to it, and now I'm going to add to the union. Okay, here's the union of Ashton and Fuente get together. You know that J.C. Newman, who was here last week, two weeks ago, um, they do the distribution for Fuente. Handshake agreement they made with Carlos Fuente Sr., who has passed away. Um, They, hearing the merger of uh, Fuente and Ashton, Ashton would, um, the union company would want to distribute Fuente cigars, why would they say, okay, we still start in this big company and the biggest player we have, Fuente of all, we're giving the distribution to somebody else, we are going to let you in on the merger and you can have shares of stock in our company with JC Newman which we make your diamond crown stuff anyway. You have a factory in Nicaragua that we don't have, so we could use that to our advantage also and the brands that go in there. And while we're at it, you have a factory in Nicaragua. Let's acquire Padron also. Big buy here. They take Padron. Now they're they're a player, right? You got Ashton, Fuente, J.C. Newman, and Padron. We're building a a monster company. The... Most of the, uh, of the cigars that are coming out of Ashton right now either come from only two places. They come from Fuente or they come from My Father's Cigars. They acquire them. They acquire My Father's Cigars. You've got and to have that vertical,
4: that
6: vertical yeah. integration.
4: And
3: yeah. they acquire
6: Tatuaje. They take that too. Now you can make an argument. P already has an exit strategy with wine. He's gotten really big yeah. into the wine the market the last few years. And yeah. their
4: booths were separate, separate this, year. this year. Completely
6: separate. Yeah. Why, yep, they, they were? together? Yeah, they were. It's okay. usually right across one giant uh, blueprint separated by an aisle, okay. but they were together. Now, this year, they were on opposite ends of the floor. Wow. Yep. I didn't know that. Okay.
3: Um, I still go with it. Why is that good that you say I, they were separate? I, I, well, no, I, agree. The,
6: I, I say
4: it leads the, to. The flip side, that, that tells happening. me that Pete is ri- ripe for the picking himself. He is putting yes. himself out there. Of course. I don't have to go with them. Yeah. I go to the highest bidder type of thing. It's interesting, yeah.
3: But he he could stay on, and he could be a spokesman for the brand, and he could do what he does best. Remember, you got to take away his creativity-ness because you're not allowed to create anymore. There's no new brands. So the game is changing. And Yanni and Pete live happily ever after. There we go. So you got uh, Ash and Fuente merging with... J.C. Newman and merging with Padron because they want their, their uh, foot in here. Now they, do you think they my father's these companies all
4: are getting together and saying this is our merger or do you think Just this is top, one?
3: The top four are merging. The rest are going to be acquisitions here. Okay. My father's an acquisition. Tatuaje is an acquisition. In other words, we own you. You could have a job if you want, uh, but you're not going to get shares in the, in the company or maybe they give them some shares. And the last one is the acquisition of La Flor Dominicana. So now they acquire La Flor Dominicana. Fluid Dominicana, monster company as it is, but all by itself, with these feet, these guys up here, they're not going to get shelf space. They're not going to get out there. They're going to have a tough time. And where are they going to go? They're going to go with the union over here.
4: All right, I've got a crazy theory of yep. my own. Yep. Perdomo and LFD team up and make their own little mini thing off to the side. Again, island unto themselves. Now
3: you're crazy because I'm going to agree with you that –
4: I don't see Lido selling, and I don't see Nick Perdomo not, selling. Nick
3: is not going to merge with anybody. He's a man o- amongst himself. He's going to get That's acquired. That's my first thought. He's going to get acquired, or or he, or he stays by himself. He's not merging with anybody. Okay. Nobody. <laughs> Am I wrong? I, he's I, not merging I, with anybody. I, I, I can't
4: disagree with that yeah, completely. he's not
3: merging with anybody. So here we go. I mean, here, here's the setup as, as it looks right now. Do I have any, any more slide on here? Yeah, I do. Okay, so I'm going to add now to these people need direct-to-consumer outlets. They need media presence. They need lots of other things that are in here. But that's pretty much the lineup of the, of the five companies that exist. Which one if of them buys us? Nobody buys us. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm much like the Nick Perdomo. I throw him out of the office, right? I don't know. Uh, okay, so under the Davidoff... Davidoff, now that owns Altadas, has Casa Monte Cristo, which they automatically own. They have Cigar Inn, which they'll automatically own because that's part of Altadas also. They also get JR Cigars, which is part of Altadas right now, so they automatically get it. And they get the Davidoff stores. So they're pretty good. They're pretty lined up of things that they have. You get General Cigar that has Cigars International online and stores, right? So that goes with the General Cigar Group. Philip Morris ends up acquiring Thompson Cigars because they need a direct-to-consumer, and they buy Cigar Journal.
4: Well, then they have to buy us because we like Cigar Journal.
3: Right. They buy Cigar Journal because they need a media presence that's there, and they're lacking in Europe. Okay? They don't have a European presence on their their list. So that would be the, the great acquisition to them, to get their placement in Europe by having Cigar Journal. Jay Cortez takes Famous Cigar, He's one of the big players out there also that is a, a uh, family-owned company. It's not a, uh, uh, already owned by somebody. And they take an acquisition of, say, Cigar Snob of somebody.
6: Does that include the bikini models?
3: It does. I oh, mean. Under Davidoff, we, we already said that. What they get, so the Cigar Union, what do they buy? They get Casa, uh, Casa Fuente. Fuente because they already own it. They got Holt Cigar Stores and online because they already own it. And they buy Cigar Aficionado. They buy Cigar Aficionado because look at the players. Ashton, Fuente, J.C. Newman, Padron, My Father, Tatuai, and La Dominicana. Those are the biggest advertisers in Cigar Aficionado yep. anyway.
6: And their popularity was created partly by Cigar Aficionado's ratings. That is a Cigar Aficionado group
3: yep. right there. And if they own it, now they got it.
6: So... There you have it. That's deep. You're that's out of deep, your mind. Right? That's deep.
4: Really have too much time Who were you smoking hands? when you came <laughs> up with this?
6: LSD or something else?
3: Well, that, that's – and I wish they could see the setup that's here. I'm going I'm to read it out one more time. So General Cigar is one of the five companies. They acquire Rocky Patel Gurkha, Alec Bradley, E.P. Carrillo, and Zycar. They have Cigars International, the online stores, and the um, – regular stores. Philip Morris acquires Swisher that has Drew Estates. They acquire Dufit Holdings, which is Debonair. They uh, acquire Hoya de Nicaragua, which they distribute. They acquire La Aurora and Miami Cigar. They acquire Thompson Cigars and Cigar Journal for the European presence, and they lock it up. Jay Cortez acquires Oliva, uh, take the distribution for Europe and and for the United States for Villager. They acquire Casa Fernandez, Elysion, Puros Indios, and Perdomo. They acquire Famous Cigars and Cigar Snob. And then you have Davidoff that acquires Altadas, Habanos. Um, they acquire Hammer and Sickle and Room 101, which they make anyway. They now control the Casa Monte Cristo stores, the Cigar in stores, JR Cigar Online, and all the Davidoff stores. Cigar Union becomes a union of mergers, which include Ashton, Fuente, JC Newman, and Padrone, who acquire My Father's Cigars, Tatua- Tatuaje, and La Fuente Dominicana. They control the Casa Fuente stores, the Holt stores, the online, and they acquire Cigar Aficionado. There's a lot going on here. If your company is not part of this thing, sell now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I want to uh, say once again, this is not true. Not true. At all. This is a... Basically, I got all the companies, I put them out on the desk on little little pieces of paper, stopped moving things around, what would make sense if it does it, almost like making... Uh, um,
5: like a puzzle. Like, like a war
3: room type of yeah. thing, and here's what what goes on, and... You know, I know this is what's happening with these bigger players anyway. They were going around the trade show, looking at uh, the different booths, talking to different people, seeing what's going on in the U.S. market. They don't know the U.S. market all that well. Um, Here it is. Here's the slam dunk of of what ends up happening. And um, what happens to the little guy at that point? It's not good. It's it's not good. And what happens to you, the consumer? You go into cigar stores, and what you see is those brands – that are taking up almost all the space in the cigar stores. How uh, tough will they make it for um, brick-and-mortar retailers to carry some of the smaller brands that are trying to make, make a living? I think they're going to start buying shelf space. They're going to do what, what Philip Morris did. Yeah. you know. And um, you've got, you got BAT in here. You've got big cigar conglomerates. You've got huge companies in here. And they can just eat this industry up all by itself. And I think that's the way it plays out. That's it? Well, oh, you, you make got, a good what, argument. What do you think?
4: I think that's a winning lottery ticket. <clears throat> I still think Pernomo throws him out of the office, and I'm sticking with that. Yeah? He stays an island to himself. He's the only one I disagree with. Him, All right, right
3: final we thoughts on the uh, Padron TAA Maduro. Mine went out a couple times because I did a lot of talking there. You so
4: uh, You got the chocolatey. I don't know about the raspberry, man. I'm back and forth on the raspberry.
6: Chocolate, there's coffee, spice, and
4: wood. There's There's chocolate.
6: This is a yeah, sp- I'm
5: getting like a cr- uh, ground espresso. Yeah, yep. are, are you a fan of Padrone Anniversario anyway?
3: Yeah, always like yes. one of your go-to best. I, you I smoke one and you say I should smoke these all all the time it, if they weren't so expensive.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because they yeah they can get pricey, but yeah I I like them. They're good smoke. They're Consistent. Yeah. You know?
3: You're still uh, going to buy them after they merge with the other companies? In as long as yeah. it still <laughs> tastes the same. <laughs> the, the problem is I don't think anything ends in a merger type of thing where they're involved and they may hang on to it and, and let it go. But some of these companies, when, when they get acquired, they just roll their cigars. As I say, they roll it into their regular production. All they're buying is the band. That's all that happens there. So, yep. All right, that's speculation. And when we get back, we'll go into uh, speculation and facts. Barry has the cigar news and a whole lot more. We go uh, from the future to uh, the present. And uh, just sit back, relax, pour yourself a cold one, and light up. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio
4: Network. And when you happen to be smoking your Padron TAA Bellicoso Maduro, always remember to keep the lid end Out of your mouth. Why did I put it at the camera? I have no idea. They can't see us.
3: The only time we need
4: the camera. (laughs) It's unbelievable. Be right back.
1: I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. No, no. Love. It's called Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal is that it's all about cigars and none of the nonsense that you see in other magazines. It has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. You're going to be impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, great editorials, and it's strictly for the cigar enthusiast or, get this, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the U.S.A. Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co.
2: Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this, a cigar that makes this moment classic. The Avo Classic. Savor a composition of hand-crafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco, richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors, a duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete Avo line at abo.com. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and
0: Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours?
1: In 2013, Boutique Blend Cigars released Aging Room Quattro, which was the number one cigar in the USA that year, according to Cigar Aficionado. Now, Raphael Nodel, the man behind the Aging Room small batches, has released La Boheme. La Boheme is a line that unites Raphael's three most important passions in life music, Cuba, and cigars. But perhaps the most unique part of creating La Boheme is the way in which Rafael blended this masterpiece. As a Cuban immigrant who came to the USA in a little boat when he was only 15 years old, Rafael had many memories of his native Cuba, but none as strong as the aroma of the Cuban cigars his grandfather used to smoke every day in that little park next to his house. Rafael blended countless combinations of different tobaccos and had other people smoke them. He would sit back and savor the aromas until one particular blend finally matched his memories. The same aroma of those Cuban cigars his grandfather smoked. La Boheme, a Dominican cigar with a Cuban soul. This The
2: crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta Is the
0: Cigar Authority Where are your badges? The Authority We ain't got no badges On everything cigar I don't have to show you any stinking badges With your host, Ho, ho,
6: slow down there, Speed Racer
0: David Garofalo Put that coffee down Coffee's to close his own. Mr. Jonathan. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Barry Stunt.
1: That guy in a little code, That guy in a little code. Don't.
0: <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. I went
1: to magic camp. I'm an accomplished ventriloquist. Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. <sighs> it's
0: time to light them up. We use words like honor, code, Loyalty. It's time. I would rather you just said thank you for the Cigar Authority.
5: Yeah! And we
3: are back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios today. Higher top, Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You heard the future. Now we're going to go. Forward ahead, we're going to light up uh, a cigar back in time, and then we're going to go right to the present. Welcome back, everybody, to The Cigar Authority.
4: And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S., and yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location, and we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand, that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com, where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, or Podbean.com, where you can set it and forget it. Okay, the next cigar we're going to smoke, we, we already have a problem
3: here, an FDA problem. Of We have these cigars from the care package, and we're part of it, and we have our care package every week. But the second cigar we're going to smoke is not, we've gone through all the care package cigars, so what are we going to end up smoking? Uh, we can't, I can't give you a cigar, right? can't give you a cigar and just grab it off the shelf. So what I did is go into my vault, my own cigars. I think I'm okay to give you my cigars that I've had for 20 years. Well,
4: you're my friend, and you're giving me a cigar. You're just a regular person.
5: Yeah.
3: So I'm doing this as David, not having anything to do with the cigar (laughs) industry. These are mine. The box is dated. It's autographed on it, and I would like to... Offer anybody that wants one of these cigars, one of these uh, cigars. Can I do that? Uh, I think so. They can't see it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But, Barry, you're going to do something about this.
6: Yes. Um, should be able to, in theory, take all the slides, put them into iMovie with the audio feed, and put the slide to correspond with the audio, and then put it on YouTube. All right. So hopefully the YouTube we put up is going to be... Instead of it being instantaneous after the show... Show ends at 2 Eastern Time. It should be up by 4 o'clock Eastern Time. All right. So we're going to
3: try anyway. So, uh, if they, you know, and I'm, I'm asking our studio audience, is this interesting at all to anybody? Yeah. You know, we geeky. Well, you, you didn't all to... have to say no at once. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> you could have lied. No, they said they, they <laughs> liked it, so I don't know. I don't know if there's anything to it, but you, you're getting a few texts and things like yeah. that of people that are, that are listening.
6: Barry, what is the cigar? Well, today we have the Bahia Trinidad A, which is ultra rare, and as Dave mentioned, it was signed in May of 1999 during a visit from the brand owner. It's from Dave's personal collection that he has saved since then. Bahia Trinidad was introduced to the US market in December of nineteen ninety-six, and it features an Ecuador wrapper with a Sumatra seed. The binder, also Ecuador Sumatra seed, with filler from Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. It measures eight and seven 8 by forty eight, and it originally retailed for thirteen fifty a stick. All right, this is an A, so we're talking a nine inch cigar that we have wow.
3: here. Derek, if you oh, could, oh, oh. <laughs> don't throw it. <laughs>
2: yeah, I trust
6: Chuck to
3: catch. I'm yeah. not sure about yeah, that. Yeah, but... don't trust me on that. Derek, what I'd like you to do, if you can come over here, is
5: <clears> oh, I've oh, seen it? these before. I'll, I'll do it. Can you do it? do it? What do you need?
3: Not yeah. nothing. Jonathan's going to do it because we can't say what's about about to happen, just in case it's. But we're going to just put some cigars down. Hopefully, nobody steals anything that's over here. Is you can... stealing
6: allowed? <laughs> that's not a good really. question. It's yeah. illegal. Are they going to do yeah. that heavy of an audit of a cigar shop to go, hey, you're missing one Padron Anniversario because these aren't for sale anymore. Yeah. And then you're going to go, that one missing you gave to a customer. So let me tell you about I the Behead, Trinidad. This
3: you have is, to laugh at theft. This is Tony Bahani yeah. made this in Costa Rica, and he did it in 1996. And when he came out with the production, he made... I was trying to look somewhere online to find the information of the A size, which is the one we have here, 9-inch cigar. Right. And there's not information out because he made very, very few of these that he put into production on the first run that ended up having it. So I grabbed the four boxes that we received, and I actually never sold a cigar. Never. I kept all of them. And he came and saw me on May of 1999, and I showed him, look what I have. I have all all the cigars and stuff. He says, wow, well, you never sold these. I said, no. So he signed them May 1999. That He signed these things on, and I kept these cigars all this time. So th- there was a couple of cigars missing. I probably tried it when I first came in. Maybe I tried it yesterday. It's been a long, long time. The box actually
6: surprises me because wasn't uh, Bahia, didn't it originally have like a or eventually become a yellow box? There was t- some different Bahias. There was the Bahia
3: Vintage, the Bahia Trinidad, mm. and... Whatever the yellow one was the one after that uh, at the end. This was the one in between. The the first original Bahia um, had an orange and white, like two-toned type. Yes. And then this went orange by itself, and then there was a yellow, and there was an XO, and there was all kinds of different stuff. I
6: remember when I was a retailer how well the cigar sold. Yeah. This was, I would say, the first really
3: boutique brand that really took the world by storm. Everybody was talking about it. You couldn't get enough of them. This guy became like a a folklore. I mean, people went out to see him and get his autograph and shake his hand. I got his autograph, for God's sakes. So uh, then, uh, you know, you'll see Bahias that are still out there. Remember I told you about people just buy bands and things like that. That's what's happened. It has nothing to do with the brand that that it was then. Uh, Not even made in the same place, the same people, or anything like that. Uh, This was made in Costa Rica. There was a guy called Don Douglas, uh, Douglas Perringer, that was in the um, cheese world. Something to do with pizza. Invented something. I don't know if it's the cardboard pizza box that didn't collapse or something like that, but made a fortune. They went to Costa Rica, did a big resort um, down in Costa Rica where... The factory was, and they made the cigars, and on your pillow at the resort, instead of a a chocolate being on your pillow every night, was a cigar.
5: Uh I never stayed
3: in there. I was invited and never went. I'm sorry I didn't. But uh, Tony Bahani, uh, what a character, and um, who the hell knows what ends up going. There was crazy stories about him over the years and stuff, but, uh, you know. The only story I know of him is
4: that he he never swims in uh, shorts. He always swims in a uh, mankini. Because I went to,
3: I was in some country or something, and I'm sitting by the pool in a bathing suit, and I'm sitting with my wife, and she says, look at that guy running around and playing with the kids and all that stuff, and he was wearing...
4: A mankini.
3: It was the original Borat. It was like the hammock type (laughs) of thing. It was very, and I said, oh, my God, I know him. And she said, you know everybody. You think you know everybody? and. The, now you the now ball. you have to have
4: a a, con, uh, a conversation with a dude in his underwear so
3: he thro- somebody throws the ball at him, he misses it, and the ball comes near me and I grab the ball and he comes over and goes, "Oh my God, Mr. David, what are you doing here and i 'm so embarrassed because I look like this, and I had a bathing suit on, and he was jacked up and whatever, and he says, oh, you got to come to dinner with you have trouble making
4: eye contact,
3: did you? Yeah, it was terrible. It was a funny situation. I don't know if I've ever seen him since, and that's from him staying. I think he got out of the business. because. perhaps in your dreams. Oh, my God. It was brutal. So anyway, uh, here it is. is The Bahia Trinidad. It's been a long time. So
6: this is uh, 20 years. 20 years old. 20-year-old cigar that I bought this 20 years ago. And when the cigar was made, I believe it had aged tobacco in it. Yeah. So it would make the tobacco and the cigar even older. He originally would put on his boxes the gear
3: crop of each part of the blend that would be in there and how much the production of each thing was, like wine companies would do. And I think later he learned that people were looking for certain ones. The vintage, I have yeah. this one, but do you have the one with the 1992 this yeah. or whatever it is? And then said, you know, let me stop this because it's actually hurting the regular sales of whatever was on the shelf, everybody was looking for the one that wasn't there, so then Trinidad comes out. no information on it uh, at all, so uh, that's where it ended up. So before you cut it, yeah, smell the foot.
4: yeah, it smells like cedar. Yeah, it's yeah very cedary. A little hint of peach going on in there. It, peach it would, sweetness.
3: Peach, peach is what he was known for. You would open a box of
4: his cigars,
3: and they're all uncellophane cigars. As soon as you'd open it up, you'd get a whiff of peach smell that would happen. And people used to say that, I'm opening a new box. Oh, here, let me smell that when you open it. Because it was just a unique thing that would end up happening. Don't give me that. You're
4: going to take away all the sniffing.
3: That new box smell? Costa Rican tobacco. And the yep. cedar... You know, probably 20 years in the Cedar box
6: probably has done something. Yeah. It's funny. When you say it, I hear it spelled in my head is C-E-D-A-H. <laughs> Cedar. 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 Now, Cedar. I, I know Cedar.
5: The, I know the people uh, watching or listening can't see, but this, if you look at it, hold it up to the light, it does have that light dusting of plume on it, too. Yeah. Yeah, nice little glisten.
3: 20 years, man. We'll see what this is all about. Right now, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellent. Okay, so an A-size cigar, 9 inches. What's the ring gauge on this? Do you even know? 48. 48. 9 48. by 48. Nice. You've got to expect a tight draw.
4: I do have a tight draw. I'm going to recut.
3: Yeah, it seems like it to me, too. You, this is why you don't see a lot of A cigars, because they tend to have tight draws.
6: And, uh, you ever open up a can of, of peaches and just drink the juice? Never in my life okay. have well, I ever had a canned peach of any kind. All right. Terry's been eating them all week. Canned peaches? It tastes like the nectar or the juice or whatever you want to call it from a peach. I believe that when a word is said, it sticks
3: in everybody else's brain, and now they can do nothing. But I understand the syrup from canned juices, canned fruits. Yes.
5: Maybe we start writing down what we're tasting before and then hold up what we're we're tasting so no one gets any ideas. Yeah, kind of like the... Very, very very cedary.
4: I'm only getting a hint of the peach on the cold draw. But a a lot, a
5: lot of cedar. I love it. Oh, yeah. It's like when you shove your face in a really old humidor. You guys
4: remember uh, Camacho Liberty from 2007, the barber pole? Yeah, the barber pole one. It was
5: like a weird perfecto barber pole. Very, cedary.
4: And if you were lucky, some of the boxes weeped a little bit and then soaked through the tissue paper. And you got a little boost of cedar there. That's this all day long. I am getting a draw. It
3: seems like a tight draw until you light it.
4: Well, I haven't Smoke's lit my cigar out. yet because I haven't talked oh. about my Vertigo Renegade just yet. This is a 1499 quadruple jet lighter featuring the flip-out bullet punch and the patented Vertigo big ass tank that they are known for worldwide for having big ass tanks on almost all their lighters. You make that up and then you make them say that and they stop believing it themselves.
5: Mm. So uh wow It picks up right away, too. Cedar. Mm Mm-hmm. Cinnamon. That other spice. The other spice. A little bit of anise, maybe.
3: So 12 days ago, things changed. The FDA, August 8th, and people are starting to freak out now. Cigar companies, I'm hearing from people. I'm hearing from people. What do you think? What can we do? It's too late. I say we still fight. Still fight. And we're going to win some little things as as it goes on, but the FDA controls cigars as it is. And they will not give up control, complete control. They're going to lose some battles, but the fight continues. A lot of
6: denial in the industry.
3: I got some, there was so much denial beforehand, but this week I got a lot of calls of people freaking out finally.
6: I'm like, where have you been? I mean, I don't have it in the cigar news, but Sean Williams and Ernesto Padilla this week announced that they were coming out with a new cigar.
3: Oh, my God. How, the, how, are, you getting, how are you getting it out? You're not going to clear customs, I promise you. They sawed my cigars in half. You yes, read it, did. right? yeah, they yeah. They yeah. sawed my cigars in half. They're holding hostage cigars all in Miami. Everybody's stuff is getting checked. The craziest mm-hmm. stuff is going on. It's going to get worse before it gets better. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. That's all that's going to end up happening.
4: Um, My draw sucks. Really? It's terrible. <laughs> have another one. Light nope, another one. Nope. I'm going to no. Pop, no, I'm power through it. it. Light I'm, not, I'm not
5: lighting another 20-year-old cigar. I can power through this. Yes. That shouldn't be that tough for you anyway.
6: You have great sucking skills from what I hear. Wow.
5: <laughs> I just walked right into that. Normally I kind that's of. it was
6: like a tag team effort. between me and Decker. Air high five.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, oh, <laughs> All right, Barry, what's up in the cigar world?
4: It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled N2 bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today.
6: This week saw the arrival of a few cigars. And the first one would be the Andalusian Bull from La Flor Dominicana, Beautiful. which is inspired by the Bullfighters of Spain. It features an Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper over Dominican binder and filler. Additionally, we saw the arrival of a new Kristoff, inspired by the name of a suggestion given to a customer of Glenn Case's company. Pissed Off Kristoff, which gets my vote for the best name of a cigar ever, ever, features a San Andreas wrapper over binder from Indonesia, and the cigar is rounded out with Nicaraguan fillers. We also saw a, a slew of new arrivals from Indian Head under the La Galera brand, including the La Galera 80th, the La Galera Maduro, and the La Galera Box Press. Having smoked all three cigars this week, this company will be a true tragedy of the FDA as they are making outstanding sticks. No new trademarks. What a shocker. And in industry news this week, a decision came down from the District Court of the District of Columbia that stated a change in colors, bands, or packaging does not constitute a new cigar as the FDA had previously ruled.
3: That's pretty cool. Thank God. Uh,
6: Design changes will be allowed on existing products, according to the opinion from Judge Amit Mirha. However, if the box count changes, companies will be forced to file for a substantial equivalence. How stupid. That is very
5: stupid. That makes no sense. Yeah, that's the, that's you, the next one to go after uh, because
3: that's crazy. They're
5: they're I think they're gonna go ahead with an appeal on that. I th- they have to
6: because it makes zero but, uh, sense. Nothing. Why risk an appeal and lose the one yeah. you gain?
3: Nothing has been filed to do- to allow that. Nobody has uh, put a lawsuit out to end up stopping it. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens there.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: And the Tobacconist Association of America has made a substantial donation to the fight against the FDA cigar regulations. Comprised of Americans' top premium cigar retailers, the TAA has contributed $50,000 to be split equally among the legal funds of the IPCPR and the Cigar Rights of America. And that's what's up in the cigar industry. What's up?
4: In the Cigar World was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses Grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero, Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is... What's up?
3: And the contenders for the Cigar of the Year 2016, which is probably the contenders for the Cigar of the Year the last time ever, yeah. I would imagine, is on sale right now forty nine ninety nine. You can find it on the CigarAuthority Is that right, Barry? That
5: is correct. Top right hand corner. Awesome yeah. pack too. While awesome. they last, pack.
3: yeah, while yeah. they last, uh, seven cigars. We think they're the best that have come out. Unfortunately, there's things that uh, came out uh, right at the tail end that we didn't get in time mm-hmm. in order to taste it and decide whether it to be on there. Um, so there the actually should certainly be another contenders of the Cigar of the Year of anything that came out after that, but we can never package it. We can never put it together. We've got to figure out a way. Could we just say what they are and people promise to now, not vote unless
4: they smoked every one of them? If you sell seven cigars to somebody and you don't tell them what they are, and all you're doing is putting them in a bag to ship them. If you, uh, listen, we do the
3: care package. That's what we do. And from what I understand, we can continue to do a care package because they're buying a basically Cigar of the Month Club type of thing, which we always did. It's grandfathered in. It was always that. If people have a grab bag type of thing, that always did. And this is the way it is. You don't know what it is. But for you to say you're buying this pack that has this, 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 this is the problem. We're assembling it to be sold as it is, and that's the manufacturing end. There's going to be, listen, there's going to be arguments on both ways. There's, there's arguments right now of, I think I can give you a cigar, a manufacturer said. I'm like, I don't think you can do that. Uh, well, somebody told me, ba blah,
4: There's There's a lot of stuff going around about if you place an order, can they give you a cigar that goes along with that order because there was a monetary transaction? Yes, which, as long as it's is, the
3: same product. You can do a buy two, get one free. It's the same cigar. You can't do a buy two of these, get this one free, is how I read it, and how people have said that to me that know how to read it better than I know how to read it. But we'll see how that goes. The whole thing is insane. It's ridiculous. It's asylum. Right now, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars.
1: They're coming to take me away. haha. They're coming to take me away. Ho-ho. Hee-hee. ha To the funny farm where life is beautiful all day and then I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats and they're coming to take me away!
4: <laughs> and it's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful. Medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44... To the absolutely insane 8x80, that's right, that's Asylum. Now this guy, this guy belongs in the record books for crazy ideas that actually work. Darius Williams from Millbrook, Alabama, came up with a pretty brilliant way to procure his beer. He dresses up like a beer delivery driver. He rolls his two-wheeler into the store and wheels out cases of beer. Puts him in his truck, drives off. Nobody stops him. He is considered bold by some, brazen by others, and a thief by Walmart and the other three stores he pulled this caper on. The police have identified him through surveillance video, but have yet to catch the beer-battered bandit or the Guinness Genius or the Pabst Prowler. These are the top three nicknames I came up with. Uh, The runners-up would be the Budweiser Butcher, the Sam Adams Scavenger, the Heineken Heister, the Heffenreffer holdup. Is he insane or just a genius? Either way, that's Asylum.
1: They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha.
4: My wife liked the Heffenreffer holdup, really? that was her favorite.
3: Sometimes some of the most genius things are criminals. If they only put their mind to good things, they could <laughs> the cure keyst- diseases and stuff. But. The
5: Keystone Kidnapper.
4: Nice. Uh, there we go. Yeah. I like what you did there. So there we know?
3: go. Um, okay, gentleman Chuck Morrison is not with us today. He's not with us next week either, but I believe he is he gentleman is- enough to to uh, make sure we had his uh, gentleman's way. So uh, while you're enjoying life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair and how to be more debonair and gentlemanlike is Gentleman Chuck Morrison.
2: Do
1: you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. you need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts. Switch on your electronic devices. And pump up the ballgord. You need a gentleman. You need a gentleman. You need a gentleman. That's no,
4: alright, we'll listen to the whole thing yeah, again. Yeah, we'll listen yeah. to the whole thing again, yeah.
5: <laughs>
4: yeah. He hit the button twice. I hit the you button need twice. A people dancing in the aisles, this is crazy. The music.
1: You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way, it's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum, Debonair Cigars, provide its clients with, wait for it, suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today gentlemen, how to become more magnetic, the debonair way. How? By being active. That's right, magnetic people are active people. They stand up while they might be sitting down. They move while they might stand still. For example, magnetic people show their activity in their speech behaviors. For example, using your hands to gesture while you talk. This activity alone holds interest and helps make ideas clear. You don't keep your hands stuffed in your pockets. See, magnetic folks give emphasis to their words. They pause a split second, electrifying attention by that pause, and then push out a word with more emphasis than usual. This was one of the secrets of Winston Churchill's powerful magnetism over those who heard him. There was no monotone in his talk. He used emphasis to make it sound like a military polka. Further, you do not need to be born with a musical voice to have magnetic speech. Teddy Roosevelt had a squeaky voice, and he knew it. It's not the voice you were born with that determines the magnetism, no, it's how you use your voice. Make it active by emphasizing words and pausing to engage interest, all the while using your hands to make ideas clear. The active gentleman is a debonair gentleman. That's the gentleman's way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question every single time, are you debonair
6: enough? Oh, I, I think it's him sitting there talking with his hand is recording it.
4: I think the answer to his question is yes, I am. I talk with my hands. I'm very magnetic.
3: You are very uh, non-debonair, trying to read what I wrote down for flavored notes. I'm trying to do the right thing. <laughs> I have mine it. all written and down. here he is, like a, like a kid that, in grammar school. with, the, with I thought the, you were writing me a note a tr- like
4: sometimes you do. No, this no. was a,
3: a flavored are note. Are you trying to
4: say that copying off someone's homework is not debonair? It is not. It is not. I'm going to ask Chuck about that.
3: You have to get the person
5: to agree to do your homework for you. That's so what you do. That is the pay them way. in you advance. Pay them. That's right. So I keep tasting cedar and peaches. I, I can't get it out of my head after you guys said it. The cedar is is very strong. Very prevalent. Yep. Very prevalent. And maybe
3: a little red hot fireball, you know, the little hard, round, not the soft candy yes. one, the, red, the, hard, the one. hard one.
6: The hard one. Tastes like the C word.
3: Yeah. The cinnamony.
4: Yes.
6: That Red oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, go, go somewhere else. What? <laughs> you guys, Where are you,
4: going with you that? guys have all, at uh, Christmas time, got those chocolate oranges that you smash. Oh, yeah. So, this is that chocolate, just a hint of orange, covering string beans with just a dash of white pepper and clove on the outside and rounded all out with just a subtle touch of cedar.
3: Is everyone getting tight draws, though? It's a tight, it's a hard, (laughs)
6: it's ridiculous. But I got the citrus, I got the cedar, but for me there's also a little vanilla cream going on. Like the filling in a devil dog. Devil dogs, Mm.
3: Dry, though. Devil dog, dry. Yeah. Gotta have a half gallon of milk with a box of those.
4: Yep. Never fails. I thought for sure we would make no. it all the way through the whole show. No, no, no. At one hour, 32 minutes, there we, go. we bring back <laughs> Hostess cupcakes.
3: There we go, as we expected to do. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back. We've got a classic three-way to get to. Maybe something in the mailbag, a thoughts of uh, what we have for these uh, mergers and acquisitions. And I'm going to tell you how you can uh, get a cowbell.
6: To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit drewdiplomat.com. That's
1: drewdiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General Warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes.
6: When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world you release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way,
7: it is time beautifully filled. Ciglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year. Then, and only then, into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar tubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste byron cigars cigars of poetry sophisticated byron
3: it was 2010 on my 50th birthday nick perdomo from perdomo cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift it was a box of cigars but this box of cigars was not what i expected one i never saw before something without the perdomo name on it it was my name garofalo Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. And we are back live from the Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios today, high atop of Two Guys Smoke Shop's World Headquarters here in Salem, New Hampshire. And we got a classic three way to get three way to get to. And we have more cowbell. We'll talk you how you can win one of these uh, cowbells. Or get one of these <coughs> cowbells for free. Can't give you the cigar, but I can give you a cowbell. So we're gonna figure out a way how to do that next week. Give it on away the show. cowbells. This next week is Episode number 333, and we all know what that means.
4: the name. More
3: cowbell. That's right. I think
4: you made that up. I did. <laughs> I don't think that the 333 is associated with cowbells in
6: any way whatsoever. Yeah, I went back to watch the skit with the, with the actor. He was in uh, Suicide Kids. Will Ferrell and um, Christopher Walken. I watched that whole skit, and I'm trying to figure out what you meant by 333. Couldn't figure it out. More cowbells. <laughs> Hashtag TCA
5: bell. Yeah. yeah, it's like TCA Cowbell. Cowbell? Yeah. More Cowbell? So uh,
3: for some reason, I bought 500 of these, and they all say this an hour authority on them. So we're going to figure out a way to give them away. I, wa-
4: I walk into his office, and he's all giggly, <laughs> yeah. and he's, he's pushing the button, and he kicks back away from his desk, and he puts his hand behind his head like he just, yeah. just bought a brand new car. And I'm like, hey, you look pretty excited. What's going on? I just bought 500 cowbells. Wait, what? 576.
3: Some odd number. I don't know why it was Too gross
4: or something like that. Yeah. Uh, But we
3: have them, and I said, we're going to give them away, and this is what we're going to do. And he goes, this is ridiculous, but make sure you put one aside for me. So you do care. You want one. Yeah, of course. I. It's a part of Cigar Authority history. There we go. So maybe somebody else wants one, too.
6: Can you picture the mailman having to sneak around, worried that a dog's going to attack him? And you'll hear him coming from a mile away with all the cowbells ringing in the right, back Right, everybody's of
3: packages are going to have noise. <laughs> when they, what's in there? Anybody cut it and saw it in half or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, they, they might
4: hurt their saw on that thing. Really? It's all
3: metal. It's all metal. So uh, that will be next week. Uh, no Chuck once again. But we will uh, have more Cowbell, and we'll tell you how you can what do that. What the
6: hell is going on with Chuck? Does he have Patriots? This week is a uh, family vacation in North Carolina, oh. and next week is Patriots. Is that allowed? Family vacations? You, you do it all the time. Take,
4: I go to work. I leave here, and I go to work. Oh, you keep saying that. No vacation. That.
3: You were missing. You just came back from a three-week stint or something.
4: <laughs> was, I missed two weeks.
6: Don't Dave math me. Yeah. Last year, you took your vacation to go dancing with men.
3: That's it. We all know that. It's, it's, it's all been uh, documented. All documented. <laughs> yeah, it's all documented.
4: You guys yeah. both made it up just like you made up the, your theory on uh, relativity when it comes to acquisitions.
3: It's all made up, but it's pretty interesting. Um, next week, we're also going to smoke two from the care package and more cowbell. Uh, following week, Labor Day weekend, two guys in Seabrook. We're going to go to the coast because there's more traffic over there. And uh, Chuck will be back, and he'll be driving even more traffic, so we're going to go there because it's the end of the season there in Seabrook. It's a very seasonal-type area there, so we usually do the beginning of the season um, and the the end of the season, so we'll go there, and usually a big audience we get over there, big, big audience. For some reason, they like it. They like it. They they show up anyway. Um, September 10th. Barry's bachelor party, just the beginning. So I didn't hear a lot of information, but there is a a bachelor party. And we're going to do the radio show, and the bachelor party begins right then.
4: And then what? The go? butter comes out, that and the is. nipples, <laughs> and the shirts off. What's going to be a hostess? Yeah, I can only potty. imagine that it's, this is brought to you by Hostess Cupcakes.
3: Right, Barry's Bachelorette Party, brought to you by Hostess Cupcakes. Who can fit
6: the
4: most cream filling
6: in their mouth? We'll then... have a Twinkie just for you. Oh, perfect. Are
3: we talking dancers and? You know...
6: I, I told Ed's doing it, and I know Frank's helping out, and Tate, and maybe even Sean. I'm forty-seven. I lost the interest in throwing money at strippers many years ago. Really? Like, I'd rather save my money than.
3: How about we have the strippers throw money at us? There you go. Yeah. I, I saw I that don't, happen I don't, once.
5: I'm not really even kidding. I'm not even kidding. That's how kidding. it works. It, it happened to my buddy. It, I wait, was there. It's
3: it happened,
6: like the episode on yeah. Saturday Night Live with a uh, fat guy in a little coat. Yeah. You know, he takes off the the, Chippendale of the oh, Chippendales. Oh, yeah. Chippendales. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm up for it. What Why you not? Think? Huh?
6: Yeah, we'll wear bow ties. Hopefully,
3: the video won't work. Jonathan will want to lap dance. This time. All right.
4: This I have is- a new bow tie. Go shirt. Listen. All right. A bow tie.
3: The following week, September seventeenth. By the way, we were all invited to Cigar journals' big thing in in Germany of their um, award ceremony, and we all had to decline because Barry is getting married. I screwed it up.
6: First I time had a we got to this go invitation. to Germany.
3: Yeah. We got it, the invite. This is the big thing.
4: I could have worn my later hosen.
3: Yeah. What is that lay hose? <laughs> what is that?
4: <laughs> Male pantyhose? It's suspenders with uh, short shorts. Oh, all right.
3: Yeah.
4: When drink beer and... Uh, I don't know if... I'm not really a beer drinker, but you dance around in wooden shoes and yeah. kick your feet up high, I think. I, wooden I, shoes I, is Holland.
3: Yeah. not that the same thing?
4: No. Clogs. Yeah.
3: All right. So we're not going there. We're going to Barry's wedding instead. We could have been in yeah, Germany. I'm sure, I'm
4: sure it's going to be just as exciting.
6: Yeah. It will be. <laughs>
3: Um, what else we have? Hey, we have a pig roast. We have our anniversary party thirty first uh, two guys thirty first anniversary, big event. We got uh, everybody coming in from everywhere. We're going to be doing an event with uh, Klaus Peter Kellner. Uh, this is the son of Hanky Kellner who has been the guy going around doing those taste seminars. And we're going to have one here on Thursday, September 29th at Two Guys in Salem. $20 in advance tickets only if you want to come up. I've seen Hanky do it a few times. I uh, went through it. Um, supposedly, Peter does a great job. They say he does it his own way, but we will really enjoy it. I'm looking forward seems to
6: it. I've vid- seen some reviews online that say it's phenomenal. Kind of
4: like when you and I do our cigar tastings. When you do it, it's good, and when I do it, it's great. It's like that. So you say. The younger, more hip version.
3: Yeah. So uh, we'll have him up here then, and uh, after that show is over, we're going to have the uh, guys from Recluse that are going to stick around uh, for the weekend so they can be on the show again. They are the Cigar of the Year, so they deserve it, so we'll have them on. And now we're starting to fill up uh, the uh, last quarter of the year. So uh, we're looking for uh, some guests and things like that, and we'll, uh, we'll uh, work on that as, as time goes on. Right now, uh, let's go to a classic three-way brought to you by Classic Cigars.
4: You've heard of...
2: Yes, baby. know where that I came from. Yeah.
4: Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot. Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at Two twoguyscigars.com. That's Two twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic
5: cigar. So, Derek. Yes, sir. You have a pen? I do.
3: All right, because they're going to complain after you I know. win. And the, and think that you uh doing something wrong. But no, today is... The championship is
5: my up pen. for grabs because yep. Charles is uh, the champion, right? Oh, mm-hmm. God. I'm going to ruin it for him again.
6: He relinquishes the title. It's right. Sorry, Chuck. He's not here. It's so, like a boxer being injured. He can't defend the belt. Oh, really?
3: Yeah? So he... Yeah. he really- this is it. That's He's it. out. He didn't show up. So uh okay. it's anybody's game. I'm gonna go back in time to Barry Stein was the champion, so we're gonna have him go first. Okay. And uh, today is August 20th, it's the birth date of Robert Plant. Robert wow. Plant, rock singer, iconic rock star who gained fame as the vocalist and songwriter for the classic rock band, the Led Zeppelin, known for such songs as Stairway to Heaven. When the levy breaks, and he was named the number one lead singer of all time by Rolling Stone magazine. Robert Plant. Born today, Barry Stein. What year?
6: We're gonna go 1940.
3: 1940, he says, Derek.
5: 43.
3: 43.
5: I got 36.
3: 36, and Derek's gonna get the point. It's 48. So 43 ends up getting the point. Derek gets it, and it's going to you, Derek. Okay. Al Roker. No, he isn't. Yeah,
5: the weather guy, right? It is. Lost T- a lot of weight. Yeah.
3: TV show host, uh, television presenter that joined NBC's Today Show as the weatherman and became host- co-hosting the weather channel show, Wake Up With Al. He lost all the weight. He had to have uh, some sort of uh, operation or stuff. He didn't do
5: that. Yeah. Also. His I think, head is I think he so big ate.
3: and his body is so small. He's I think he just looking. ate Subway. Is that what he did? Okay, born today is Al Roker. What year?
5: Nineteen hundred and fifty-four.
3: Fifty-four, Mr.
5: J. I got fifty-two.
6: Fifty-two. I got fifty-five.
3: Fifty-five. Somebody has two points. Derek, oh. two points. Are you...
6: Wow. Effing kidding me. Wow.
3: Ah, he went first. There's nothing wrong there. He's got nothing going on. He's cheating. Three to zero. Zi- I knew you were going. Bones, there. there. Computers. That's it. Out of hand. I'm watching
6: him. Yep. He looked it up online and memorized. It.
3: Mr. Jonathan, Fred Durst.
6: Limp Bizkit. Wow. That's right. He did it all for the Nookie.
3: New metal musician and lead singer of Limp Biscuit. He uh, also worked as an independent filmmaker. Born. Uh, they call him a rapper, I guess, too. Fred Durst. Born today what year?
4: 1971. 71. Better 1972. 72. 75.
3: 75, you're all over. You're all over. No! 1970. Wow. Nineteen seventy, Close, but no cigar, as they say. Who's this go to?
6: This goes to Barrett's.
3: Barents. Ami Kusala. No idea. A R M I K U U S E L. If you don't know
6: who it is, why do you
4: put it down on the paper?
3: I don't know, because I thought maybe you guys would know. (laughs) Nothing? Pageant contestant. Beauty pageant contestant, famous for being the first ever winner... Of the Miss Universe pageant from Finland. and still kicking. The first Miss Universe pageant of all time, Army Kusella, born today. 1901. 1901. 1931.
5: 31. Did you copy off my paper? <laughs> no. I figured it may have happened around the turn of the century. 1901 is what I have.
4: 1901,
3: as well. and Derek will take the point. Derek said 1931, it's 1934. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, baby.
5: Yeah, baby.
3: Okay, Derek is kicking some butt here right now. Four to nothing. He's obviously cheating.
4: No one, he's the youngest
3: one. I got two more. So somebody could get two points on each one of them and tie them. But other than that, next week he's going first and he'll be the champion. Who's this go to? It goes to Derek. Yep. Isaac Hayes.
5: Oh, chef.
3: See, it goes to Chef. Chef,
5: he played the voice of By, Chef. We South go South Park Park. He's much yep. more than the, than the We go Chef. Different the generations, John. Like he's
4: like the greatest jazz mu- singer, musician. Singer. Not anymore.
5: Of all time. He's He's gone now. He
3: wrote the popular song Soul Man for Sam and Dave. Uh, he earned recognition for Academy Award winning original song theme from Chef. And he was also the animated chef on Comedy Central series South Park. But he left after the show episode, Poking Fun of Scientology. Yep. A religion which he was a member of. So that's why he left. The late great Isaac Hayes, born today what year?
5: I'm going to say 59.
3: 59.
5: I got 48.
3: 48.
5: I got 39.
3: 39 for the point.
5: Barry's on the board.
3: 39. It is 42. You guys were over. So Barry gets a point so he's not at least embarrassed.
4: I don't get embarrassed when I get beat by cheaters. No. I have not been shut out all year. Derek Cheater.
3: I got one for just for fun (laughs) because we only have one question left. It's supposed to you, Mr. Jonathan. Yeah.
5: J-Rod.
4: Don King.
3: Don King. Sports executive. Boxing promoter. Who worked with some of the sports' most storied competitors along with Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson. Only in America. Don King, born today, what year?
4: My wife's armpits are so hairy, it looks like she has Don King in a headlock. Is that any
3: need of at all? 1947.
4: 1947. No, no, no. What year? 1947.
3: 47.
6: 31.
3: 31. 44. 44. We got two points here. Barry Stein. Oh
6: wow. Two points. Well,
3: yes. <laughs> two points for Barry Stein, which makes it three to four to zero. Three to four to zero, but Derek is our champion. That is it. This classic I, game, uh, classic history, brought to you by Classic Cigars. I feel like
4: the game should be played more like golf. And that's how I play it, the least amount of points.
3: Yeah, you do a good Wins, job at yes. it, though. You do a good job. So uh, <clears throat> the uh, contenders for the Cigar of the Year, quickly, La, La Galera, Connecticut. La Galera, Habano. Asylum, Connecticut. Garofalo, Sungrown; CLE. Help me out with this one. Preto. Prito. Prieto. Prieto. Pri- Prieto. Prieto. Um, El Wense and Oliveros Grand Return. Is it
4: Prieto that's the one?
6: No. I thought it was Shell. Shell. We did Shell. We didn't do Prieto. Oh, okay.
3: That was in there, Shell. Yeah,
6: Shell. Shell's the Connecticut. Prieto's the Maduro. Okay.
3: Okay. Um, and, and, and Shell means what?
6: It's uh, Spanish slang for a light skinned individual.
3: Okay. That's what it is. Man. And Prieto's
6: that's Spanish slang for a dark skinned individual. The good individual.
3: news is. There's no more Spanish words we're going to end, end up learning because of new products coming out. We need to know what those words mean because there's no new cigars coming out. What I don't know if have, that's good news. but You've got to take the best of, of the bad that's out there. Um, not, not crazy about the cigar, I'm going to be honest with you. 20 years old. I've been hanging on to it for a long time. Uh, picked up too much cedar. Tight draw. Not a big A fan
4: to begin with. I don't know if you... Uh, Could you dry it out a little bit and get a better draw, bring it down into the 50s? It's
3: exactly where it's supposed to be, but no, it's an A cigar. That's why they don't make A cigars. Because I'll tell you,
4: holding it, it kind of felt in my hand like every time I smoke a
6: Davidoff double R.
3: Because it's not overly packed. No, it's soft. There's too much tobacco leaves.
6: Do you remember what it tasted like when it first came out?
3: It had the... The peachy aroma I remember that it had, but no, it's 20 years ago, man. Because
6: it it reminds me of Bahia. I don't remember it well enough to say it tastes the same.
3: Well, it was Costa Rican tobacco that they used, along with other stuff, Mm. too. But Costa Rican tobacco, which was unique in itself. Uh, Douglas was a genius. I mean, uh, he he made some great, great cigars. They made cigars for other people. Uh, They made the original CAO. Uh, when that first came out, uh, got lot, lots of accolades, and then these things end up bouncing around. So, you know, we're talking about when, when a, a brand comes out, CAO starts off as a Costa Rican cigar, later changes to a Nicaraguan cigar, and I don't even know where it is nowadays.
6: There was a, Wasn't there also a whole conspiracy at one point with uh, CAO Brasilia and Tony Bahani? He wasn't in on that. Where he went through about a of depression and... I just remember there being a huge story about that around Brasilia. Oh, really? I don't even know. I don't know. There was lots of stories
3: about uh, Tony Bahani, that's for sure. Uh, He is a legend, Uh, but he's he's pretty much out of it now. I'm curious to why they called
6: it Trinidad when it was made in Costa Rica. It doesn't have any Trinidad tobacco. I don't know. I wonder what the, the origin of the name comes from.
3: One of these days, I wonder if we bring back some of the old people in the cigar industry that really are really out
4: in the industry, or are all these people coming back? Only if he brings his banana hammock. <laughs> yeah. He's got to sit on the show. He would do it. Just in the Speedo.
3: Yeah. He would do it. He would do it. So, uh, what do we got?
4: We got any time here? Give him a cowbell. He can dance. We- Banging on the cowbell. Yeah.
2: Yep.
4: <clears throat> so what do you got? Anything? All right. We've got minutes. We've got a couple minutes. A few minutes. I'll do this one here yeah. then. You got something? Hey, Mr. J., Barry, Dave, and Chuck. Peter writes, I've been a loyal listener for about a year now. In fact, I've listened to almost every show from the archives, for which we are very sorry.
6: He's in the chat room right now, so it's a cool lady. Really? So, what's his name? Peter.
4: Peter. Okay. On the drive home today, I decided to see if there were any other podcasts out there just for the hell of it. I ended up doing a bit of research and found some recommendations for a podcast called Beep. Feel free to refrain from divulging the show's name because uh-huh. of what I have to say about it. Oh, don't do it. don't. Do so it. I loaded up their no, latest that's... episode. I'm not saying the name. All right. uh, it started off with a commercial that was so poorly produced. No, I don't, don't know where to begin.
3: Don't do it. Don't do it. Pulling the,
4: <laughs> pulling the plug? Yeah, don't do it.
3: You're going to say bad things about other shows that are I'm not there.
4: saying a bad anything. Someone else said something bad, but I'll pull it. Yeah, don't do that. No need of that. They're all trying. We're all trying. It's hey, listen. Every podcast out there is certainly good for the industry. Good for the
3: industry. Good for the industry. We don't have to go. All right, I have
4: another one from Peter.
3: Peter, thank you. Anyway, that which we're, we're trying hard. Maybe than he they said other. something
4: nice about us at the end.
3: We don't need nice stuff. I like the stuff
4: bad uh, too. You guys are truly the best at what you do. So keep on doing it. All right. So, so Peter, Peter also writes. Hey guys, most of us know the general rule of thumb for. RH levels is that it should be somewhere between 60 and 70%. It seems like this is the ideal range to keep cigars out of danger than anything more specific is a matter of personal preference. I've been keeping my humidor at 69% because I was told to do so when I bought my first humidor. Does he say giggity? No, I added that okay. for
3: effect. <laughs> for effect, good job. Uh,
4: but Did I am you, finding you, that some cigars are a little too moist and sometimes have burn issues. So I'd like to ask each of you what your preference is regarding your... Uh, personal humidification and why? Ah, and it's interesting you say. I wonder if we ended up letting these dry out a little bit, <coughs> bring them down, they would draw better. And uh... yeah, you shrink the tobacco on the inside. Right. I like the number sixty-two because, like David, I talk a lot, and I don't like my cigars going out. And I find that I consistently get a good draw, even on cigars that uh, you know you get some box press cigars that are a little too pressed or they got too much tobacco. Mm-hmm. 62% for me seems to be the magic number so that everything draws well, everything burns well, and everything tastes good.
6: 100% agreement.
4: That's what I keep mine at. I and that's have a, hard for Barry,
3: and I agree 100% too, that yeah. I want to be into the low 60s. You, You see me... Every day that I get cigars on my desk, yeah. I take the cellophane mm-hmm. off. I let them sit there for a day mm-hmm. to dry out a little bit. They were in a perfect 70% humidity environment mm-hmm. at all times, and I take them out the day before. And that's something
6: I started in Miami because it's so humid down there. You want the cigar dryer. Yeah. And I just stayed with it once I moved up here.
4: Now, there's something to be said for some cigars, and I, I have two humidors. So I have one humidor where I'm aging cigars that I bought that are a little on the strong side, and I want to reduce that strength and age them out. So that humidor I keep at 70%, but I'm not smoking them. When it's time for me to try one, I'll move it over into the 62% humidity, let it sit there for a couple of weeks, and then smoke it. So if you're aging, 70% will keep that cigar alive, and it'll keep those tobaccos uh, interchanging flavors with each other and marrying, and slowly will age that cigar out, and it will mellow it out a bit. You get down into 62, you freeze the cigar exactly where it is, and it's not going to change ever.
3: So that is interesting that you're saying this. So you actually set one of your humidors to only go to 62. I got a big humidor in in my office. I got a big humidor at my house, a wall unit, that I keep at 70, and I take cigars out of that and let it sit for the day. When I could just set it for 62, and they're ready to go... Why don't I do that? I don't know why you <laughs> You could. With I, didn't, I didn't even. Isn't that ridiculous? My,
4: my regular humidor that I keep, you know, I keep uncelled Pedro Maduros in it and stuff that's on the stronger side that really is too strong for me. And that goes in that humidor. And I use PG solution. So I know it's at 70%. I keep it in the basement so it's not affected by my air conditioner. Everything down in the basement stays a little bit more humid. And I'm all set down there. And when it's time to smoke them, they go in the other humidor. I'm not in a rush to smoke them anyways.
5: I have one of those cooladors, the wine cooler humidor is converted. Yeah. And I keep that right at 70 degrees, which keeps the cigars right around 70, yeah. 71. Relative. And then I'll just pull them and smoke them right from that. Yeah, so you're good with 70. I, I like, uh, yeah, I like a little bit more moisture. Most people
3: do. They feel a cigar. No, oh, it feels like it's a little dry. And to me, it's a little
4: perfect. You right. Know? They, don't, uh, they don't move around as well. You, you can't travel with cigars at 62% as well as you can at yeah. 70% because the wrapper gets a little brittle.
3: Yeah. Well, okay. We're out of time. Yeah. What, what do you think of this uh, final thought on a Bahia Trinidad from 20 years ago?
6: It's a throwback to the past. I'm yeah. enjoying it. Yeah. Tight drawer, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Disappointed. It, it had a good it's, flavor. It's, I, 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 I wasn't what,
4: a fan of the draw. I don't like. There's nothing worse than a cigar that doesn't draw. Well. Yeah. That'll ruin the experience for you. So it tastes good, but... The draw sucks. Hey, it
6: proves what's old is new again. Yeah. Haven't smoked in 20 years. It's new. Right. New to us. (laughs) Okay, next
3: week, episode 333. And you know what that means. More
4: cowbell. We've got a deal for all. you
3: where you uh, will. Uh, we're going to smoke not one but two from the uh, Cigar Authority care package, and we're going to do a deep dive into the mailbag. We've got at least a dozen of them, right? Oh, I'd, like,
4: I'd like to clean some of these up. That'd we're going to clean it up because uh,
3: they're piling up. Until then, you've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar
4: Radio Network. And uh, if you happen to be smoking uh, just an old cigar out of your humidor or out of Dave's humidor, always remember to keep the lid end. There's no camera.
7: Out of your mouth. There's
0: no camera. Hi, this is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire. Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Heaven. Jo-